Hello and welcome to the Hockey Hurts Podcast for April 20th, 2018. I'm Ryan Wilson, Penguins writer for HockeyBuzz.com. I'm Cameron Welch from HockeyHeads.com. Uh, welcome back. Uh, we're still in round one of the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. Some teams have moved on to round two. And we're going to stick with the, a similar format that we did last week, which is kind of just make our way around... Uh, the different series give some thoughts, uh, a little bit of a breakdown, where we see things heading, and uh, that'll be it, I think. Yeah, I don't think it needs to be any more complicated than that. We might as well jump straight into it. Tampa Devils, what do you reckon? Um, I reckon the Devils have been doing a little better than I thought they would, uh, but they may have shot themselves in the foot with the goaltending choice. It does. It does appear that way. Um, it's funny, you know. I, if the Devils got all the way through to the Eastern Conference Finals, and so did the Penguins, I would want nothing to do with the Devils. They're fast. I mean, they are giving Tampa Bay fits because of the speed they've got up front. Um, this, well, as far as I, I wouldn't be too concerned with them if I were Pittsburgh. It sure is a lot better than Tampa, Boston, or Toronto coming from that side yeah if you're looking at it it's the better of the the four options you've got i agree but um yeah they've impressed me the devils i mean taylor hall is an absolute machine i don't really know what else to say about that but the goaltending decision for games one and two is i mean i understand i can get it yeah just um that's that's that position for you kincaid had way better numbers this year had finished the se- had finished the season well. Schneider hadn't been able to stay healthy. He didn't even look healthy while he was playing nope. well. He kind of came up nope. lame uh, midway through. Was it game three? The one that they won. Yeah. Yep. He looked. He looked hurt, and probably is. And it's probably the fact that he's older and he just can't get his groins right anymore. Yeah, he's, what, 31, 32? Yeah. It's such an unforgiving... That whole pelvic region is unforgiving in that position. As soon as you start to get an injury there, no matter how much the the, the medical staff say, yep, you're 100%, I don't think you're ever right again. At that position. Yeah, it's just... It's just a lot brutal. of drama. I think Taylor Hall is really the reason it's kind of been interesting they can surround him with some other guys in the near future um they could probably make a little bit more noise moving forward yeah i just go like pavel zaka needs to develop into what they hoped when they drafted him um they still just need that that development from will butcher moving forward and I just think that their issue is going to be in net, in the Corey Schneider. I don't think Kincaid's a, a 55-game starter and then a playoff performer. I know that could be a little harsh, you know, looking at it in just this one season, but that you've got to, every, everything's got to got a time right in the sense of your best players have got to be the right age all at the right time. And I just think they're a little bit out of sync. They probably should have traded Schneider. Well, that's been a running theme here. 
this is true. It wasn't why I brought it up, but do you know what I mean? Like they're they're ahead of where any well or where I thought they were ever going to be. They've certainly got to the playoffs uh, quicker than I thought they would, but it's tough. I mean, they are playing Tampa, who is the best team in the East. So the fact that they're not making it a cakewalk for Tampa does show you the random nature of this sport. They got some cap room. Offseason will be interesting for them. I think Tampa's starting to get it together a little bit. I, I wasn't too impressed earlier in the series from them. But Vasilevsky's been very good. Well, everybody sort of tried to poke out that he was going to be their weak link because he was open and honest enough to say, yeah, I'm a little tired earlier in the year. Well, he looks fine. <laughs> he does. No, he, that's the thing. He, he, he does. He, he looks like the goalie that they thought they were getting when they got rid of Bishop. Uh, but my man Chris Kunitz isn't. Uh, he's he's getting the Craig Adams minutes now. That's where he is in his career, though. No, I know. It's just uh, weird to see that happen. <laughs> yeah, he's he's always been a really good player. Uh, who's he down there with? I don't even know. But he's not getting a lot. No, which means his touches have to be good every time. That I have to admit, that would be the one thing that's really tough for anybody that's playing less than seven minutes a night is you realize that every time you go out there, you just you can't afford to make a mistake and that every touch you get has to be good because you might get tossed. Like you might get, you know, pulled out of the lineup. So um, it is it is one area where I can kind of have some sympathy for whether I think they're a skilled player or not. You, you are playing on, on eggshells most of the time, I would assume. He did have 1.78 points per 60. But I'm not debating why his minutes are down. I, one, I don't watch Tampa all the time. Two, you know, it's probably merited. They're a good team. He's it's not a bad problem to have. So if he and prayer, the the pens uh, <laughs> tie in. I thought. Did um, you do you think Tampa will be able to do what Pittsburgh couldn't? I'm making the assumption they will. What's that? Finish it in five? Oh, uh, yeah, probably should be able to. Kucherov got going a little bit, avoided a suspension, so they caught a, break on, caught a break on that. Yeah, I could see him closing it in five. I don't think that's a pretty crazy thing to say. No, I mean it would require it would require a, for me it feels like it would require a Corey Schneider peak performance sort of thing, you know, one mm-hmm. goal on thirty five saves or something like that, and you know Taylor Hall playing out of his skin, maybe a puck going in off someone's ass, that sort of stuff. Um, I still think the Devils are fast and can cause you fits, but Tampa just feels that much better than them yeah and you saw what happened when hall had for him an off game yeah well that's the thing he he has no wiggle room he has to be elite every you know he has to be the the best player out there and by a long way (laughs) which which is probably why he's gonna 
win the Hart Trophy, I think he'd be the favorite based on the conversations he, I see on the internet about the award. He should be. Uh, yeah, I have no, I have no the, reservations about that. In fact, I love it. I freaking yeah. love it for the Edmonton <laughs> angle. <laughs> the, fact so awesome. the, best, the fact the best player in the world plays for that team and he's going to give him a middle finger. It's just it's just funny. It encapsulates everything that's gone on in oil as well in the last 18 months, doesn't it? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't have much more uh, on that series just because I think the conclu- it's a foregone conclusion. And it, Yeah, it feels that way. Taylor Hall is great. Tampa's deep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Moving moving on to the series that seems to have um, all of the media in a tiz. Boston Toronto. Is this just a fact? Is this just a case of Boston's just a pretty awesome team, and the the Leafs do have some holes in their lineup? Ignore the the suspension. Yeah, the suspension obviously hurts them that was said right away like yeah i I even joked that he got suspended for the rest of the series which didn't turn out to be true might he he'll be back next game when they try to extend it to game six yeah boston honestly i have them i think they're the favorite for the east right now they look good i mean they won without bergeron like if you're looking at a team having, you know, two uh, a player each out. I, I know that Kadri is extremely important to Toronto, but Bergeron is what makes that, you know, stirs the drink for that team. Although you could make the argument it's past the knack at the moment. Um, yeah, or, or still, even Marshawn. That's well, a great line. Yeah, um, he is just he is a bit of everything. That man, Marshawn. He's I absolutely hate him. I hate the shit that he gets away with on the ice. Um, but you can't deny everything else he brings in a hockey sense. Everything he does hockey-wise is fantastic. Yeah, he's when he's on, you're talking a, like a Taylor Hall impact on the game. In a completely different manner as well. He doesn't quite have the explosiveness that Taylor Hall does, but he's quick results. And no, he is. He certainly is. But, I mean, that's the thing with Taylor Hall, that little bit extra is what, separates him from you know sort of everybody else yeah their back six looks pretty solid as well for boston they don't seem to have any depth issues and and i think that'll be the difference in in this series mr best coach in the world needs to work out what he's doing because he can't hide the people he wants to hide yeah it it, it's tough Uh, when you got guys in the lineup that aren't very good. There's really no hiding them in a playoff series. No. There's no. been some some disappointing roster choices uh, the Leafs made. They, they went with some of their off-season uh, veteran moves. Really old. Uh, one worked out. The Marlowe one, you know, it, I still think it's a bit pricey. But he had a pretty decent year. Like, he certainly wasn't a problem. He was an asset to the team. But then you get Hainsey and, and Roman Polak. That's just 
unnecessary stuff. They're, they didn't, they didn't have to do that. You can see this team is predicated on speed up front. And they overused the stretch pass to try and get that speed on the move. But it, it shows you that they don't trust their back six to make a couple of little controlled passes in their own zone to then leave the zone with control and allow the forwards to skate with their speed. So it's it's like they've gone old school for the back end, new school for the the front end of the roster, and it doesn't mix when you you, you play against a team, can, you know, game after game after game. You can see where roster holes get shown up in the playoffs. You can understand why teams have more time to concentrate solely on your flaws and try to exploit them. And Boston is a team that is surgical when they can find a hole in your game. Yeah, and I don't think they uh, maximize what they could get out, out of their active roster either. I think Kapanen's still on the fourth line. And quite frankly, you see him gaining the zone quite frequently with possession. He's got a pretty decent shot. I wouldn't call him a game-breaker, but he's the kind of player that has the ability to... Uh, in isolated pockets of time, make plays. Put in like, with other people like, that can make plays, maybe? Yeah, so he's with Dominic Moore right now. Yeah, that's not going to help you flourish. Put him with Bozak and Van Riemsdyk or something. No one questions Babcock, though. Nope. Those gold medals are Teflon. Yeah, it's uh, giving him giving him a fair bit of leeway in regards to being, I would suggest, too stubborn to change his ways for the way the game's moved on. I think he's always had issues with his player usage. Tactically, uh, I believe that's where his strengths lie. But he's he's always had an affection for the, the older style bottom six player is what I would say. Yeah, that's probably the easiest way to explain it. You I just, mean, you I, can't do that nowadays. Though. I don't for one second think he's not a good coach. I just, uh, when I look at a little bit of his track record, which Adam Gretz tweeted about on Twitter, is kind of uh, what brought my attention to it. Uh, his track record since winning it all in Detroit with that stacked roster has been very underwhelming. His legend Absolutely. was his legend was born with the Mighty Ducks when they made an amazing run to the Cup final, Game Seven. Uh, but that was John Sebastian Jaguar going in. God mode and winning a con smite despite this team losing the the cup. Yeah, that's pretty rare. <laughs> so, again, not a bad coach, a good coach, but I don't think anything he did anything magical to the Ducks. It's not like he had a secret phrase to tell Jaguar before the games that made him save all those bucks. No, correct. That's and he exactly he right. looked like Gar Snow back then, with the shoulder the shoulder pads. pads yeah, like it was absurd. He wasn't and then small. The oh seven oh eight Red Wings, amazing. 
he's shown he can do great things when he's got a loaded roster. You see it with Canada. You saw it with that Red Wings team. Uh, but not winning back-to-back titles, I find, is a disappointment. Because that Red Wings team was way better than that Penguins team. And Flurry wasn't even playing like he did in 07-08 that year. Yeah. And they got Hosa. I can't the 08 09 team was better. Yeah, this is true. And since then, I don't think he's gotten out of the second round and a lot of first round exits. Mind mm. you, the Detroit teams uh, slowly got worse. But Babcock was out of there before they were bad. Like when he left, Datsuk and Zetterberg were still playing. And and at a decent level too. It's not like they tailed off. So like he got out of Detroit at the right time, but if he's going to earn his salt as you know being what everybody considers the best coach in the league, which is what gets bandied around all the time, he needs to he really needs to do something with this particular team. So, I, I mean, there's still potential for that. They're not. <laughs> they're in the middle of their build towards their. Correct. It's, absolutely they are. But he'll definitely need to, to prove it. Um, if he if, if the Leafs extend this to to like a game seven and they make it through three and still lose, I'll, I'll be impressed with that, to be honest. It wouldn't surprise me if Boston win it in, in five, but if Boston win it in six, it's probably the more likely outcome I would suggest. Like, And, and it's not them being down in this series that... Um really spawns my Babcock criticism. I I, I only bring it up because uh, Adam's tweet brought attention to, like, the prior years. Like, this year I think it's valid. Boston is kicking ass and taking prisoners. That's a really bad first-round matchup. Yeah. Kadri gets suspended for three games. Like, I totally get all that. But the, the last decade as a whole, yeah. That was uh, when I read all that. I was very underwhelmed with the results. Yeah, for it's easy. For and I, you could make excuses probably in all those seasons, but when I hear this guy's the best, this guy's the best, uh, you'd think, you know, one of them years, you, you kind of at least get to the conference final if if you're. Yeah, as good as advertised. I get what you're saying. Totally do I, I liken the Babcocks, the best coach in the league, talk to people that just keep throwing Brodeur as a top three goaltender of all time. Like, it just gets said, but nobody really gives concrete reasons as to why. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Because Brodeur's stats, uh, again, uh, he's, he's very good. Uh, but when you compare him to his peers... He didn't stick out like Hashik did. No. He doesn't stick out like Lundqvist does now. He Hell, he doesn't even stick out like Luongo. No, that's true, actually. I hadn't thought of Lou in amongst all of that. But don't forget, the other two aren't Canadian. Lou is. No, I know, but usually it's the, the two others that you discussed that sort of get looped around. Yeah, but uh, the Brodeur stuff, that'll always bother me. Goalie wins. But it'll get your guy into the Hall of Fame, it seems. Yeah, I'm okay with that. 
<laughs> I just think it's silly. And speaking of goalie wins, uh, the Vesna uh, nominees are in, and they were the goalies one, two, three, and wins this year. Eh, funny how that works, isn't it? And the GMs vote on that. So, which, by the way, do other leagues split up who votes on the awards, like the NHL? I don't believe so. <laughs> Jesus Christ, this league. It succeeds despite itself, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, the sport's pretty awesome. Yeah. I think it's the only reason, like, if... I, I think if freaking football was run like this, it would just be the gambling that, that keeps it afloat. If baseball was run like this, it, I don't think it would survive. Yeah, right. It, it's just... It, shoots itself in the foot so often it's so frustrating as a fan and you, you see that please like my sport sort of get thrown around about hockey occasionally um, and that's why the, the sport the way it's run is what hurts it all the time yeah so I think Toronto and Boston are tomorrow night probably hockey night in Canada right yeah 8 o'clock yeah, you got the Leafs in the playoffs. You got to put them on Saturday night. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. So I, I look forward to that game. Uh, I always love watching Austin Matthews play, and I'm sure people would like him to get some more tangible offensive results. Uh, but it's it's a tough tough opponent, and sometimes in four or five six game stretches, it it just doesn't it doesn't happen. And he, the goal he scored was unreal. That release was, it's crazy. It's it's one of those things where they're trying to obviously whack Bergeron up against him and Babcock's sort of allowing that to happen. You, this is where you require your depth players to come along and help. But, if, that, if, but, but I, don't, I don't blame Babcock for that strategy. No, that's my point. No, 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 that's exactly, it's the right strategy, but that's when the rest of the roster has to come and help out. And, and they do this, have depth. Yes, and that's where the Kadri suspension really, really hurts. Because not only yeah. is he good at, at shutting down other teams' plays, he produces. He's like he is sort of a permit, poor man's Bergeron. I, I've always thought Kadri's a good player, and the the Leafs are one of few teams that can afford to throw their best player to the Wolves. Even if they don't produce offense, and then hope the other uh, yeah, because you got Kadri, Bozak, and still got Van Riemsdyk and Marner. Well, Kapitan could be pushed up the lineup to assist with that as well. I mean, that's the other thing. Quite, quite the... frankly, uh, I mean, maybe I'm being a little bit too bold. Put put Kapitan up with Matthews and and Nylander. This Hyman stuff, it seems like... Hyman seems like a like a really poor man's Dupuis. <laughs> yeah, but it's work rate. It's all those... From all my those limited cliche, viewing of them. I, it's I just, the cliche stuff, though. That's that's why it happens. Scored an amazing goal in, in game one. Not trying to take that from him, but... I, I, when I see a skill set, I don't think it... Plays into the other two guys as well. Like, I don't see a cerebral, handsy player. No, but they want the guy to go and get the puck. 
I don't know, can't cap it and skate? Well, that's the thing, isn't it? Guys that can skate and have skill can also go and get the puck. Yeah, I, I guess that's where I am with that. That would be the change I would look to. I mean, it's it's it's. T- I always feel sorry for coaches in this situation. It's like your team's made the playoffs, playing a certain way, playing the roster a certain way the whole year. You're down three one in a series. Things haven't gone to plan. Do you go? I stick with my plan because I know my team doesn't traditionally lose four out of five games throughout the year. Or do I change things up because we've lost three out of four? I think yeah. you got to change because the four out of five games ain't against Boston. <laughs> no, and yeah, and that's that's sort of where you get stuck, and that's the. That's, um, this is why they do get paid what they get paid. But this is why yeah. you give guys like Kapanen, who has been in the AHL way too long. That's why you give them the minutes during the year, and you tell Matt Martin to go take a fucking hike sooner. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. Uh, this so, this this sounds very Toronto based, I suppose. It's because there's not a lot to pick apart with Boston, is there? No, not really. I mean, but again, I think they're. I mean, I still like Pittsburgh a lot, but I, I think Boston can really. They never. The Penguins never really do well against that Bergeron line. No, no, and it it seems as though nobody team, does. But no, but it, it's Pittsburgh is a team up front that is set up to be able to have one line totally diminished and still do well. And for some own reason, versus Boston, it, the rest of the team just is unable to pick up the slack. And that's more a compliment to Boston than a, a derogatory sort of slant on on Pittsburgh's other lines. It's just it just shows you how good Boston is at, at doing what they need to do. Pretty much. Uh, so that's that's all I have really on that. Alright, so let's go to the other series that has two teams that don't know how to win in the playoffs. Well, I'll, I'll, I, I do have to give credit to the Capitals for digging out. Yeah, but... Because they Columbus... lose one of those games in Columbus. That is not a great look for them. No, but then Columbus, you've got a chance to stomp a team on the neck and, you know, give yourself a chance to push forward. And it, it just feels like they're playing themselves, both these teams. Washington should yeah. never have lost their first two games in overtime. And then Columbus shouldn't have been. And, that, as... and that's kind of why yeah, I like Washington right now. They've got to be feeling good coming, going back home. Played better than them, games one and two. Actually won games three and four. Actually have this time Holt, goal to be back, back in, in that. And playing that was well. A, that was a tough decision. Oh, even tougher to than the Jersey, the Jersey one. Yeah, even tougher, though. Because Grubauer had a larger sample. You're talking like top of the league numbers. Yeah, Absolutely. And, you know, I've seen some people, you know, sort of really take trots to task on the decision, but you, you get there, it's like, we'll go with the hot hand. And Gru Bowers was hot. But I think uh, it's Holtby's show the rest of the way. 
it has to be now. Now that you've moved on, you, you can't go back. Injury excluded from from that statement. But if if Columbus lose this series, where does where do you put that with Bob? Like, how many series has he actually won, and how many has he lost? Because you can't run the whole Pittsburgh offense thing on him on this one. No, I don't think he's playing bad this series, is he? Well, I would have said the same thing about some of the goals he gave up last year as well. I don't think his overall general play was bad. But then that game winner, he should have had that in his glove in game four. Oh, sorry, game three. What was the game four? Whichever one it was, you sit there and go, it's almost like every sort of small error that he he makes gets punished. Like he has no, no puck luck with a, you know, giving up a bad rebound and it bouncing over a stick or something like that. It just bounces in. Yeah, you're right though. Columbus, man, they dropped the ball. You know, they, they, they stole really, two games. Yep, they home. really should have done something with this. They're not a bad team. They're finally scratching Jack Johnson. Like they're they're doing good things. Yeah, they are. And, and the, the, the sort of things that I, I think should push them forward, and they seem to be playing the types of players that I think would help them win more often. So it, it, it does go to show that um, you've got to play the games. You can't just spreadsheet it up, Ryan. Yep. I don't, I, this feels like it'll go to seven, and then somebody will lose a crushing game seven. A meteor will hit the building. <laughs> I just, yeah, it, it's just one of those things where I, I kind of feel for the fan base in in both those cities. I feel for Ovi. That's sort of been the consensus through hockey Twitter, really, is that everybody kind of feels for him. Like every except year, for, it's except for Mark Spector. Yeah, but who is uh, dissing Ovi for guaranteeing a a win in round one? Apparently, uh, Russians aren't allowed to do that. Yeah, well, you know. Well, he got he he got zapped on Twitter though. Good. I I retweeted <laughs> what this guy sent to him. It was outrageously funny. No, it's it's good to did see. You, did you happen to catch that one? Oh, probably not. Time zones do me in sometimes. So, Mark Spector tweets out the Disanovi for guaranteeing wins in round one. This guy's like, LOL, Mark, shut up. Respect it, old man. I matched with your daughter on Tinder, by the way, if you didn't know she had it. Okay, I quite like that. That's very good. <laughs> Oh, no, I've got it here. I did. I freaking saw it. It was your tweet as well. As savage as it gets here. If he was Canadian, he... Okay, so if he was Canadian, he wouldn't be guaranteeing wins in the first round. So it's like, does it matter what round you do it in? Because I do believe Messier guaranteed they'd be going back for Game 7 when he was at the Rangers. I can't remember which series it was in. Conference final. It was. That was the Jersey Conference final in 94. Who, who gives a shit? I'm just saying these Claude Giroux guarantee they all say well, I know say, we're gonna come back here these fuckers that are in the goddamn media that have been for years 
need to have a, need to check themselves and just have a little bit of a look at the community they're a part of, or they need to be moved on and start reflecting the people that are actually fans. No, I'm good. If people can give him retorts like that, I'm I'm good. Yeah, I'm down with that. Just a at Connor McOil is nicely done. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, yeah. that was uh, that was, was well done. I was at school when I saw that. I was grading papers. I just started laughing. Uh, yeah. So, I agree with you. I think uh, that series, they'll split the next two, and we'll go from there. Yeah. Uh, oh, Washington has home ice advantage, so I think if I was Washington, I'd be wanting to play Game 7 in Columbus, to be honest. Nah. They get on that power play, they'll be fine. And the likelihood of the whistles being put away in Game 7? Oh, well, in Game 7, that would be problematic. You see, so this, this is the thing. There have definitely been more penalties called this playoffs than previously. I have I've no argument with that. The issue I have is that it seems to be um, series selective. The Boston series, there seems to be so many penalties that aren't called that even if the penalties per game are up, there should be more called out there. And I, I think that sort of, it's a little bit with the Columbus series as well. It's almost like <clears throat> Tortorella games, there's, there's a, a history of just penalties not being called, so they don't bother. Boston has a history of being able to get away with pretty much uh, more than other teams. And it's the way, maybe I've got a bias because of, of everything I've just said, but that's the way it feels when I watch some of these games, is that it just feels as though the further you get along in the series, it's not going to surprise me if those numbers go down. And the argument of, oh, I don't want to affect the series, so I'm not going to call it, is bullshit. Because you're affecting it by not allowing a team on the power play when they should be. Yeah, that's that mentality's been around as long as the league has. <clears throat> I know, I know. And it probably will never change, but it would be nice if it would. All right, moving on to the Penguins and the Flyers series. This is being done post-Game uh, 5 when Pittsburgh really should have put them away but didn't. Um, this series has fluctuated on goaltending as far as I'm concerned. Um, yeah, no. I don't think Murray was terrible. I never the, said that. The last goal, no, I, I mean, Neuverth was good. Murray was good. Well, Neuverth was great. I think it was like game two. Pittsburgh had a lot of great looks, a lot of high danger, didn't go in. Uh, I don't think they played a, a flawless game by any stretch. But I wouldn't, you know, I'd be comfortable playing that game again. So would and, I. And having a different result. Yep, absolutely. But th that's that's one of those, it's, it's the thing. It's like Flyers goalie in game one wasn't good. Flyers goalie in game two um, was good. Then Flyers goalie in game three wasn't good. Flyers goalie in game four wasn't good. Flyers goalie in game... Either, either of them. Yeah, and then... Yeah, <laughs> good point. And then Flyers goalie in game five was good. So this series has ridden on goaltending. Because I don't think Murray was bad in game two either yeah no he was he wasn't good so i, I he sit was there. below 800 yeah but that this, so this i is, know this is the thing 
But you got to make them. You, 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 you certainly do, but say you can only save as many shots as you get thrown at you, right? So if you, just as an example, you only face 20 shots in a game, but you have four chances that are like right in the slot all on your own, and you don't save any of them, and your save percentage is 800, I kind of go, well, yeah, that's going to happen some games. Yeah, and, it, it is. But at the same time, you know, the, those guys can and do make those saves. Absolutely they do, but I don't hold it against a guy when they when they don't every game. It just it happens. And I just think that, you know, I can't believe Murray fumbled that rebound on that shorthanded chance in that. Yeah, that, that, was... wasn't, that wasn't good. But the Drew <clears throat> slap shot in the third goal. Not much chance on him. Well, no. Because of, of the redirect. I, uh, watching it live, I was like, come on, dude. you got to freaking save that. Yeah. And it, it, it's tough to react as a goalie to those kind of tips. Well, you laugh at um, it's Yeah, it's just funny. Like, can't believe Couturier is the one that scored that. It's like you get there, he's out there playing at 60%, and that's the stuff that makes you a hero in a city, really. Yeah. Flyers, um, you know, got got the result they needed. Uh, I thought the power play early in the game was not great, but but later they had a, a plenty of quality looks and even sit at the very end. Uh, the Neuvirth glove save at the goal mouth was excellent, and I think it was more of a cerebral save than a physical one. He read that yeah. play so well yeah. that his glove was waiting. So no matter where Sid shot it, he had angled it to go right in. The only thing Sid could have done, and I wouldn't put it past him, would be to catch the pass quickly, back the puck up with his backhand, and then try and roof it just to change the angle a little bit. But he's he's probably the only guy on the planet that I would say could even potentially make a play like that. Because that, that was... everybody else is... Shooting it just like Sid did. Well, that was a technically brilliant save because you're right. Cerebrally, he knew what was going on, but there was no gap. Like, pad was there, glove was there. Sid literally had to hope that he, he theoretically shot it through the glove. He shot it so hard that the glove twisted and it popped in. It was it was brilliant. And Pittsburgh, that's the play you want. You want Sid there. So it was good hockey all around and just a... a Shame, because I thought it was going to go to OT, to be honest. Oh, before the yeah. goal, yeah, for sure. <laughs> or even when Sid got that look. Yeah, you, you can tell. Uh, you can tell when goalies uh, read the play and know the shots coming if their glove is reaching out and towards the puck, kind of stabbing down at it. You know they've got the angle covered because they're that confident. Hey, if that Whereas pass... if they weren't and they had to slide across, they, their glove would stay in that chest height area. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and pray that the, the shot goes in as opposed to know that I'm I'm catching the... Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you slide hey, if... over and you, you start leaning your glove forward. Yeah, that's a good sign for a goalie. The uh, other thing that's funny is if... Who was it that tipped it across to Sid? Was it Brassard that nudged it across? If Brassard had managed to, to nudge that off the boards, they would have scored no worries because Neuwirth is having serious troubles tracking the puck behind him at the moment. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think Chris Letang's been playing really good, uh, but he shouldn't probably try that Malkin move that when Gino is lugging it up the ice and he does that little quick uh, forehand to backhand under the stick, four checker stick. Like, I never worry about Gino doing it because his reach is so good that the other guy has to respect that he's going wide, and he always just cuts it right back under the stick and, and goes straight ahead. Uh, Chris, you, you didn't you didn't sell that one. <laughs> Not that it eh, – there were still 26 seconds left or something, but uh, – to, to be honest, I think they were toast when Sid had that chance. It just—it was like, oh crap! It didn't nah, score you there. You never know. They got—they got some guys that can. No, I realized that. Plays. It just watching the game. It just felt like the whole team just dropped a touch. That's what it felt like watching it to me. Or maybe it was just my feeling. And I went, uh, no, nah, not going to happen. There's just there are times where you watch a hockey game and you just go, it's not happening tonight. And at that point, that's how it felt to me. I never felt like it was the, they weren't going to win. And obviously they didn't, but like I wasn't like, oh, here we go. They're not scoring. Like they're playing, getting chances. Philly, I don't think was matching them on those chances, and they got a shin goal. So what are you gonna do? Yeah, no, I know. The shorthanded one's a killer, though. That was bad. Yeah. Unacceptable on many fronts. You know, though. People are going to blame the Kessel Pass and no, certainly a mistake. It's, it's a mistake, but at the same time, that's the risk-reward these guys play with. And would Kessel have 90-something points? Yeah, I don't. This is the thing, Gino though. Gino had 90-something points. Sid's at 87, 80, almost 90 points. And they're like 1, 2, and 4. And I don't know if those are the actual. I think... Phil led the league in power. But these guys are at the top of the list of power play points. Like, do your thing. That specific sequence did not work. But I'm not telling him. I'm not getting in his head. I'm not doing any of that. I'm just both put him back over the bench the next time. And both Latang and Kessel were back though. It's not like it's not like Kessel threw the pass and didn't skate back to get into position defensively. It literally comes down to there were two mistakes made on that play. One was the pass, and the other was the goalie not controlling the rebound on the shot. And it's just the reality of it. It was so harmless. Yeah. I I legitimately feel like Murray was trying to play it, took it and then play it quick, and then lost it because of it, rather than... Rather than just taking the puck and making sure you had it, it really felt like he wanted to play it to the tank so he could go. Yeah, the initial shot was... I, w- I wouldn't consider it a dangerous situation. Frustrating that, you know, you lose the zone time, but never did I think that play was going to lead to a goal. No, no. And, <clears throat> excuse me, it happens. Um, you run the risk then of, of getting beaten on a deflection. And there you go. <laughs> Some good news for Pittsburgh is with Hornquist out, I thought Simone looked pretty good. Well, this is the thing. Hornquist comes back. It, it should be Kunakel that leaves the lineup, and Simone should just slide down the lineup. That's not going to happen, though. And uh, I thought Sherry looked a little better 
that third line looked great. They that it, they felt like they were clicking and they were happy to be together. So it's it's not going to be the HBK dominance that they got in sixteen, but um, if they can play like that, it'll certainly cause Philadelphia problems over the next possible you know a couple of games. I do worry about Phil a little. Scuttlebutt is he might be playing a little bit hurt. Oh, really? Not surprising when he hurt his shoulder and uh, they didn't rest him because he just kept playing. Yeah. So, who knows, but he's not quite looking uh, the same, I would say, that he has all year. Oh, and Gino hurt himself as well, trying to slew foot somebody. (laughs) Some weirdo actually got mad at me for that tweet. Because I said Malkin tried to slew foot him, and it's his own fault. He got he can only blame himself for what happened there. Yeah, he He's took actually... down. Uh, was it Philpola? Yeah, I think it was Philpola or Lawton. It doesn't. Yeah, it's not relevant. It's, it's your. It, regardless who it was, he put his leg behind the Flyers guy leg and, and went through with the motion. They both went down, and Gino fell on it wrong. Thankfully, he's okay, but. I don't know how you could look at it any other way. I am frustrated they didn't call a two-minute penalty for it, to be honest. Yeah, that wasn't a good play. I don't like when he does that stuff. Just silly. Uh, anything else on this particular series? I'm trying to think. I should have more unique opinions about this. It's the team I cover. Uh, but I don't. It's just kind of... Kind of feels like the regular season in the sense of you're just waiting for the next step kind of thing. Well, it's one of those things where you go through a three-peat and it's or, – or, sorry, going for a three-peat. Like, first round, small potatoes, you're out playing the other team. Yeah, they won game five, but you still have two more games to close it out. I don't think tactically I saw any egregious changes for either side. Uh, Hackstall changed up his lineup a little bit, but I, I have a feeling you'll see Hornquist Sunday. Yeah, yeah. He's been skating, so that'll be uh, that will certainly help the Penguins. It'd be really interesting with Zach Aston Reese playing a little bit more on the penalty kill if they did did make the move that you don't think is going to happen. I, I tend to agree with you, but it'd be interesting if they it, they did sit Kuhnhackel and left. A, is it Simone or Simon? I don't know. What the, His name starts with S. Staggerwall ruined this with, with Dupre. Well, Kept it, changing how Simon, Simone... Oh. Now I can never keep any of it straight. Well, uh, you can also blame Sherry, Sherry. Yeah, I know that one though. Yeah, I still get that one wrong. Um, yeah, that yeah. If that happens, great. If it doesn't, well, it's to be expected. It just seems weird that he's good enough to go straight into the lineup right up on the first line and play well, to then being out of the lineup when you could just push him down the lineup and have more skill in in your bottom four. In your bottom three, I mean. That's also So, yeah. Sunday, do you know if Sunday is um, 
afternoon? I, I do not. All I know is that I will be at work and will be attempting to watch it whilst pretending to work. Not if it's at 3 a.m. No, if that's the case. Well, actually, you know what? I'll probably try and watch it at work anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, yeah, delayed. Yeah. yeah, just get it on and, and watch it. Because I wake, it's one of those things that annoys me with those games is that I wake up, I, I can't not look to see the score. So it is one of those things that's that's highly annoying. I, I When I was younger, I used to be able to stay clear of all that sort of stuff for the afternoon games and then watch it. Um, but yeah, I'm hopeless at that now. So I'll literally wake up, check the score, yay or why and yay or yay or why (laughs) why did this happen yeah pretty much it's pretty much how it works and uh and you go from there because i haven't oh oh, i know one one last thing on pittsburgh was uh said passing mario so uh he deserves a congratulations um you know what it did spark some interesting conversations online (laughs) yes you certainly did I mean, it wasn't just you, but I saw some of the responses to to your tweets. Gino will pass him as well. Yeah, and he should. He's he's just as been just as great as Sid during yeah. all these years. He's still only number one hundred one, but whatever. Yep. Um, it he's is a it's, it's a three p.m. game game six. So sorry. <laughs> fuck you, NBC. <sighs> but. You know, when you see people passing Mario, it, it's super impressive, especially if it's a Penguins record. And Sid is, of course, on the Mount Rushmore of Penguins. And I think he's a top five player of all time right now. I don't think that involves being higher than Mario, though. No, <laughs> like do. some people are telling me. No, do it's I. It's like, uh, it's... The people that were making the Mario is not better than Sid argument were really bringing up the goaltender stuff. And there is mild, uh, well, a little bit more than mild merit to that. But this wasn't the Wayne Gretzky goaltending. Mario didn't start till 84, 85. And played a majority and the through the goaltending was nines. certainly bad then. But Patrick Waugh started in 86. So the the trend was changing and he clutched and grabbed his way through a lot of his career as well i mean he gave it away because of it and quite frankly the best thing that ever happened for my art selfishly for my argument here is when he came out of retirement and torched the league because he was 35 hadn't played in three and a half years and he's Put up like seventy-two points in like forty-one games or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, it's crazy. After in his points per game during that comeback is better than any active NHL player. And that's that's the thing. That comeback was what I would consider the the start of the modern era. Of the hockey. validation of <clears throat> like that kind of throws out the '80s era bullshit. Yeah. Because he came back during the worst scoring period in hockey, where it was just complete bogged down shit. And I, he retired the first year 
after the lockout when things really opened up. So he played right up until, you know? Yeah. No, you, you, that, and this isn't a. I hate one. Yeah, more. it's not a slide on Sid. I know what you're saying. It's the same thing when we talk about. Um, well, not to the same extent, but like when we take Taves down a peg. That's the yeah. I'm not taking Sid down a peg. I love him, but I just I. I don't know what to tell you about the Mario thing. I, he's he's the best. I'm going to make another. Don't get after me for saying Mario's better than Sid. Get after me for saying that Sid and Yager are better than Wayne. (laughs) Yeah, do that. Which uh, I do believe. I believe the the goaltender arguments are way more valid for Wayne than they are Mario. Ask Mark Spector about that one. And. The other thing with the the playoff games played, why Lemieux are, are so small, I would say, compared to Sid, because obviously the the retirement and injury stuff, but it took a while for him to get them in the playoffs because that team sucked that bad. Did he? Did... He didn't get in the playoffs <clears throat> until he was twenty three. Sid's there at nineteen. Yeah, and the other thing is. He, they did win a lot of five game series. Like, but yeah, that's a valid point. But at the same time, double edged sword. He's probably racking up points left and right in those five game series. Well, that's he was. I mean, that that's why his points per game is is ridiculous. Like the the two, like they I think it was one point six in the playoffs. Yeah, they beat Chicago in five, and I think they beat Minnesota in six. But, no, uh, Chicago was four. Well, there you go. So it was, they just he, those two cup years they won. They tore through teams, and then you know towards the the end of his career, he, he played in a couple of playoff series after his retirement, and um, there are a couple of seven games in that. But once again, I swear that's a product of the fact that nothing got called in the playoffs whatsoever. So. <clears throat> You know, I'm I'm probably never gonna. Connor's gonna have to do some crazy shit to to top to or to top Sid, let alone Mario. He needs to be put in an environment to help him do that at the moment. I mean, this dude's six <laughs> four with the best hands in the league, and he could skate. And then when he couldn't skate anymore, he just outthought everybody and still had those hands. Yeah. To be uh, that magical with the stick uh, at that length. Like, you look at what Gino does, and Gino's not as good, and Gino's awesome. Like, that's the that's the sort of the thing for me on it, is is that. You compare him to, to Gino, who's physically the closest um, to what Mario provided. I I love the comparison still a penguin because that's how I know I know I they have the best Mount Rushmore of any NHL team so take take a franchise's best four players I'm taking Mario Yager Sid and Gino and 
Montreal can take a fucking. <laughs> I don't care. No, I'm down. You've got guys that are littered in the top five to ten of players of all time. And then Junior. <laughs> <laughs> Who happens to have the second best points per game in his generation. Next to his it's, team. It is funny how they were lucky enough to pair up Lemieux and Jaeger, although not for as low as it would have been nice. And then to have, um, you know, Sid and Gino. Like, don't forget that, Pittsburgh fans. Do not forget that. So I, I, I did want to... It's just an excuse to bring <laughs> up Mario and Jager, so <laughs> I think I'm going to take uh, that. Uh, but that's, that's all I have on that. All right. So today, the podcast is presented by mybookie.ag. You think you know who's going to win any of these series at the moment? You can lay down some money and get in the action at the safest online bookshop in the world. It's the only one we recommend to you guys. Mybookie.ag offers all kinds of different wages on the NHL, as well as every other type of sport and league in the world. And when you win, you get lightning fast payouts. So it's good to get your money back straight away, hey? You can even create your own player prop wages using their prop machine. You heard that right. You can create your own matchups and wages between any ball players that are in action that day. So check them out and use the promo code HURTS for a bonus when you put in your deposit. You can play to win and you get paid. So if you want to get in on the action, well, some of your end, win on my end, Go to mybookie.ag, yeah, sign up with them and use the promo code HERTS to ensure you're eligible for all the future promos and bonuses. Visit Las Vegas from your couch and try them out today. You can use them on any device, which I think is probably the biggest thing now for people. You can keep track of everything you're doing on the go all at one time. So don't forget, mybookie.ag, using the promo code HERTS. Let's head west. You're a natural Billy Mays. I have no idea who that is. Uh, I used to do a lot of infomercials and then got coked out and died. That is not <laughs> good, man. No, he was a sp- I meant more yeah, of the spokesman. Yeah, thing, yeah, not yeah, the yeah. No, this is not good. Thing. All right, let's start with the Anna. Billy Mays here. Actually, uh, one of my neighbors at my old house, they used to put up a lot of tombstones for like Halloween and stuff. And. Uh, his catchphrase was always Billy Mays here, and that's what the tombstone said. <laughs> I was like, That's that not one. bad. Let's get into the San Jose sweep. Were you expecting a sweep? Yeah. No, I wasn't expecting a sweep, but I'm pretty happy about it based on the, uh, the how the Ducks conducted themselves towards the garbage. The absolutely. So take, get lost. Don't need any of that. Uh, you know, I used to be a pretty. I used to follow the Ducks a lot more because I I liked a lot of their players. I still like Getzlaff quite a bit, but Corey Perry, I could get around the the nonsense because he's putting up MVP kind of seasons. Well, he did win the MVP, one of them. You know, yeah, what I mean? I'm done with Perry. Like, yeah. The, the garbage yeah. that he's been quite yeah. literally allowed to get away with because he could produce, um, he's not producing now. And not that I ever thought that he should be allowed to get away with what he does, but 
the argument for him being a, an elite player that, that um, has some edge to him, he's just trash now. The, the shit that he goes on with, um, the league really needs to start looking at that. Screw this instigator bullshit that people say the instigator comes back, that sort of garbage will go. Just call the penalty. Call it unsportsmanlike conduct. Get that sort of shit out of the game. Because they were trying to injure Sharks towards the end of all that. Yeah, pretty much. And it's Randy Carlisle as well, so I'm happy his style of hockey's out of the playoffs as well. Boy, they uh, really took a dive after Brucey Bruce left. Well, yeah. I mean, the Sharks here are in a prime spot to get back to the conference finals, so helps that Martin Jones is, is looking like he's back to playing at his best, and Thornton could be back for the Vegas series. That'd be really cool. It would. It would. Um, I don't know what Anaheim do from this point. Do they just get there and say, well, we were missing Cam Fowler, and and the loss of Patrick's e- Patrick Eves was too much for us to, to overcome, or or do they... The roster's not No, it's terrible. not, but it does have some glaring holes. Well, who they... They got Chris Kelly on there. They, they got those fringe veteran bottom sixers that are below replacement Yes, level but the now. general manager... Uh, classic yeah, Carlisle. That's the point. Well, yeah, the general gave, manager. Yeah, but the general manager well, gave yes. the coach his play. You can't argue that. It's not like the general manager had a different idea to what he wanted on the ice than the coach. The coach got the players he wanted. So they have to sort of work out, do they still want to go with this style of hockey, keep the coach, and then obviously keep those players, or do we go in a different direction and, and let the those types of players walk away in free agency and get a new coach and play differently? Because... The skilled players they have are still capable of playing a different style of hockey. It's one of those things with good players. Ask them to do something and they'll do it. They're able to change. So, yeah, I, I would definitely make the. Yeah, I just can't see that happening. You know, this team was injured a lot through the regular season, and I can see them just going, "Oh, we were out of gas at the end. We'll go again with the group that we've got." It's a shit division. Oh, it is. When the team that everybody expected to win it in a runaway uh, didn't even make it, you, that's the whole, there's a whole team you don't even have to jump to try and make the playoffs. So, uh, Flip side is Vegas being in took a spot away that you thought was going to be there. Uh, absolutely true, but that's the entire division that got screwed with that, not just the Ducks. I mean, it was a Herculean effort just to be second in that division. As much as you, you want to sort of rag out on that division, they they barely got a full roster together for the whole year. And I'd say they'd make the argument they never did. They didn't have Cam Fowler. Whatever you think of him as a defender, he's still their number one defenseman. Maybe flip a coin with with um, Hampus Lindholm. But no, he's not Batman? their number one. Well, no, he went to Jersey. He, no, no, it's yeah. Lindholm. It's uh, Manson's better. So you reckon Manson's already jumped him in the pecking order? Yeah. All right. Well, it... yeah. Not, 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 not with their perception, but actual yeah. play. Yeah, yeah I, I do. I don't. I don't think all. No, I know you. I know you haven't. Haven't really. But they certainly do. And where they lodge him in their lineup was a big loss going into that series. So I have a feeling they'll. 
Who's the other one? Montour? Is Montour? Oh, I'm not sure. But they they will rinse and repeat. Because they gave up Shea Theodore to keep... Manson. It was Manson. Was it for Manson? Yeah, so you're giving up on that. He's better than Fowler, yeah. I'm going to go with that. I'll say this about the Ducks. They did solve part of the the Boudreaux problem. (laughs) Not getting to a Game 7 helps. (laughs) (laughs) Can't lose a Game 7 if you lose in 4. That did pop up on Twitter quite frequently. Same with Mini. (laughs) Yeah, Um, you want to go there? Yeah, why not? Um, Jesus Christ, Winnipeg, if you're going to stomp on somebody, stomp on them that way. Good grief. Yeah. Yeah, they kicked their ass good tonight. 5 nothing. Yeah, was the and final. did it in a very Winnipeg Jets way. Blew by them offensively. Connor Hallaback was was fantastic. And yes, they're depleted a little bit in their back six, but they've got time to convalesce now and, and you know, have Mr. Hackawack in the neck back in the lineup next game as well. So they're a pretty good spot. <laughs> they're in the best spot. They could be in. Do you have a score for the game? Uh, zero, right zero. Now? Okay, so that it, the longer that one goes, because Winnipeg is assuming they're getting Nashville. Like, that was the best case yeah, scenario that, that for was, them. Yeah, absolutely. Which kind of sucks, because those two teams are great, and I think that's the Western Conference Final, if I'm being honest. But Truba scored 30 seconds into the game, and that was Dubnik's that. a funny goalie. You know, he looks fantastic at times, and then this particular guy—he he hasn't been good no, in the playoffs. No, and, and for it's, them. it's one of those things where some players, I think, they just zone themselves out. They they psych themselves up too much. They get, and then they get into their own heads, and you know, this comes from a a fan of a player that did exactly that for a couple of years. It, it's it's interesting how it works, and they may have they win a, oh, sorry Minnesota are going to have to reassess their roster here and work out exactly what I think, well, everyone's yeah. locked in forever, aren't they? This this is their window. This, you know what's wild? <laughs> the Suter and Parise contracts. Jesus, seven they more years. Yeah, let's not go over that right now. They're 33. It's through to 40. And Parise was already falling apart before they got it. Like, that's... I... Well, I mean, the the lockout will solve that. But the way Parise's going, <laughs> might get a retirement out Well, of he busted his sternum. Or, or, or LTIR. Yeah, yeah. Or but, I mean, this something. is the thing. Busted sternum is not the sorts of injuries he'd been going through. He'd been discs and stuff like that and he's back um so sl- yeah that yeah. this one and was same bad. with the pseudo broken leg like right on top of the playoffs you, you can't plan for any of that but, but when you sign those contracts you're signing it for the now like right yeah. now is when they have to make hey they knew that the back end was going to be brutal and they're not even getting them healthy for this part. No, and that that seriously though, that that part of it's yeah. And that's bad absolutely. luck, but but those contracts suck. On oh, day yeah, we one. all knew that. <laughs> Thirteen years, jeez. So I I I feel for Bruce. I think he did a pretty okay job. 
uh, losing uh, Suter. That was it's a, it's a yeah, tough it's loss. Pretty brutal. They gotta find. Uh, gotta make make a move for some a little bit more skill up front. I think. Well, wow, is Leopold the likely general manager to do that though? I would suggest not. Oh, he's the owner. He's the general manager. The uh, penguin. Thank you, Fletcher. God. Shows you how dominant he was with those two contract signings. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, and to get 40 goals out of Eric Stahl. Is, yeah, that feels like such a wasted year, doesn't it? You when know. you you get that out of him, and you you get you know you, you go out in five, it's tough. That just sucks. Tough matchup, but. They they got trounced. Was never really close. They had that one game, but you got to feel good it. for Winnipeg, though. Like they've got time off now. They're praying the Avalanche win this particular game to you know extend it to six, make Nashville have to play another one. And not, and I'm not a big Tyler Myers fan, but he's dinged up. Gives him a chance to recover a little it just bit. Gives them a chance to, to set their lineup the way they want to set it up. It's whether you know, as as fans, whether we agree sometimes with the way they set up their their game day rosters. They obviously have a feeling they want to have the top their their six defensemen run a particular way. He's out of the lineup. That screws up all their pairings. So to get back to you to the pairings that you're comfortable with is highly important at this time of year. When I don't care what coaches say, they do push for matchups. And Ehlers was out tonight, which makes that even more so. impressive and very handy for them to not have to do anything. Well, here's an important stat for Game Five against Pittsburgh and Philly. Philadelphia outhit Pittsburgh forty-eight to twenty-five. So guess who had the puck more and still lost? Sorry, I just saw it come up on the TV, and that's that's that always shits me. Um, Bruce, he won't lose his job, will he? I don't know. I really don't know. I, there's a part of me that kind of hopes he does, and he goes to Carolina. Oh man, you beat me to it. <laughs> That would be a great hire for them, exactly. Yeah, that's what they all. Need. So you know, it'd be one of those things where is it collusion if Dundon gets there and asks Bruce, "Do you want to come and coach us?" And then Bruce goes, "I'm going to walk from my contract and go and coach over there." Yeah. yeah well, somebody needs to word them up. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you can <laughs> do it, but yeah, I'm just saying. Like the only reason that I think. It depends, though, if Minnesota doesn't want to move on from him. If I was Bruce, I'd want to move on from that, though. I, I see no future there as a coach for anybody that's going to coach that team over the next couple of years for everything we just mentioned about Mini. I can't see them being able to retool that team enough to get anywhere in that division the way these playoffs are set up at the moment. Last year was their year. Yeah, and they got fucked over by St. Louis. They yeah. crushed St. Louis. And uh, 
it, that was kind of uh, the western version of Pittsburgh, Washington. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. So, yeah. Now, do you want to do Vegas, LA, or the current game that's playing right now? We can do Nashville, Colorado. Colorado's having a good show in here. Yeah, they are. It does show you what elite talent can do because the roster's shallow for Anaheim, um, and it sort of it, it does make me think a little bit of, of the the Tampa New Jersey series in that there's some high end talent on the the lower seed team, and that high end talent is giving a very deep roster some fits. Yeah, definitely. McKinnon finally exploded uh, where his talent lined up with the potential and, and to have that kind of year. And so far, he's, he's had a pretty decent run in this series. But man, what a tough team to play against. Everything has to go right for them. Well, they, they need... Uh, but it but it's but it seems moving forward for Colorado at least like they're showing signs of wanting to trend towards uh, analytics based stuff based on some of the hires they've made. It would be interesting to see. They've got some decisions in certain roster spots. Like I, I think, just looking at the way the game's been played because I'm watching it as we're doing this podcast, it feels like Nashville have kind of got their measure. The chances, the good chances for the Avs are fewer and, and further between than what Nashville are producing. So it's either going to take a lucky bounce or a Pecorino brain fade because they've got Andrew Hammond in net at the moment, the Avs. Like, what the hell's going on there? What happened to Bernier? Did they, I, I don't understand where that decision came from. And it's like, is it going to be a, a, a game six back in Colorado that pushes Nashville to, to bring out their best? Because whilst Nashville have been better than the Avs in this particular game, they still don't look like they're they're running at their most efficient at the moment. Yeah, they, they haven't hit their total gear yet. And they're going to probably want to do that considering who they are. They're, and I'm, I'm talking as though they're <laughs> automatically going to move on. But I, I, they are. They're up 3-1 in the series. They could end tonight. I mean, they're out shooting them 26-16. It's scoreless. Hamburglar doing his thing so far. And that's it's the thing. That goalie position is amazing in this sport, isn't it? Like you look at what Neuwirth's managed to do in game in game five, and then you look at what Hammond's doing in game five, and you go, it's come out of nowhere. So why on earth would you pay eight million dollars for that position unless you've got the elite of the elite? Because if they go down, what are you left with? It's just Well, they got unlucky with Varlamov. Yeah, I rate Varlamov. When he's healthy, I reckon he's fantastic. Um, but, yeah, when healthy. 
And I guess the unless you have something else to add to that. No, it, it'd just be good to see how Nashville go healthy all the way through. You know, they've got two legit number one centers with Turis and Johansson and Forsberg is, is playing really well. So, um, let's see how. Subban, Norris, yeah, Finals. and the rest of that collection on the back end. And, and Rene had a, a fantastic season. So, they, they are primed to go through all the way to the cup finals, as far as I'm concerned. Winnipeg's going to be their stop. It, it, that's the thing. And, and Winnipeg right now are in a much better situation than Nashville. Yeah, mm. presently. Although they're in similar well, They've got to win the game. They win the game and it's all Nashville the same. Wins it doesn't tonight. matter. And actually, quick question. Say these two games in, say say all of the series in the West are done, do they do they have to wait for the East to be done or can they hurry up and start what they're doing? Because right. I would guarantee What 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 do you think's what do you think's dumber? I think what's dumber is that they wait. I think Vegas and San Jose wanna play. Well, that's per- well I think you answered your own yeah, question there. That fucking sucks then. I, I don't know no. the answer, but go with whichever all one right. seems well, that dumber. means they're gonna have to wait. Because I'm looking at the schedule tomorrow, and they have three games, and two of them start at I don't understand this league. I really don't. Can't even stagger a one. One, four, and seven? Four. (laughs) Jeez. Yeah, you're not wrong. They do. Fucking idiots. All right. Anyways. Can we please talk um, about Vegas? Can we please talk yeah, about Fleury? Um, except I'm going to start. With, <laughs> I, I was going to start with the Kings and Jonathan Quick had a 944 all situation save percentage and went 0 4. <laughs> I wonder, and I posed it on Twitter. Has anybody played that well and been swept? I would, I would think not, unless we go back to forever and a day, but certainly not since. But even then, it wouldn't be 944. No. Because the goals went in. Uh, the the series yeah, was crap. shit hockey. Uh, Flurry, uh, you can take the, the court here. No, he played well. It was it was really funny watching. I think it was the overtime game. He had a couple of pucks go through him that you go, oh Jesus Christ! But they stayed out of the net, like on shots that he should have just had them bounce off his chest and just fall into his glove. And it's he, he played really well. He looks like he's reading the play really well. He's he's steady. Um, he's not sliding left to right anywhere near as, as bad as he, he used to when he was younger and, you know, needed to learn. So if I was Vegas, I'd be feeling very good going in against San Jose. Yeah, they extremely fast. Mainly because San Jose try to play a similar style. So I would... I would feel very confident that you can go, right, our boys will get a chance to light it up again. And you rely on the fact that, that Fleury's going to play well because you don't have a choice. If you're going to play that kind of hockey, you're going to have to rely on the high danger save percentage being good because you're going to give them up. Well, this is his best year since 07-08, yeah. yeah. I believe. And by quite low. 
10, 10, 10 years gap. And that speaks to his durability. He has only had a couple of serious, like physical injuries until he started getting concussions. And then that was, yeah, I don't, I don't fault the concussions on anybody, especially at that position. But overall, he, uh, well, funny we say that the, the 0708 year was one of the years that he missed time. That was when he got caught in a rut, got a high ankle sprain, and was done for yep. 30 games or so. I, I stand by the fact I don't think any goaltender, no matter how good they are, should be playing more than 55 games in a year. I reckon. He well, used I know. To do it all the and time. I have a feeling that could be half the problem with him. Um, but as they say, goal, everybody wants to play. So if your start is good and you're going to pay him five and a half mil. You need to get your, your money's worth out of them through the regular season. But, you know, you have a look at all the goalies that play well in the playoffs. None of them play 60. Mm, no, maybe not. Did Rene not? I don't think he played 60 this year. And, he, and, no. his, and historically... Oh, Jesus, how'd that stay out? Sorry, I think they just, I think Nashville just hit the post. <laughs> um, I bet Quick played and 60. That would be right. The one guy that I'm not particularly high on who had an absolutely fantastic year. Um, yeah, yeah, Quick had a very and, good year, um, too. Play 60, breaks my rule of thumb on that, and still lost in four. It's like, Jesus. Oh, there's, not, there's not a lot to say think, about uh, this. Getting Perron back. Sorry, what was that? I'm sorry. What? I I was saying uh, getting Perron back is is good. He had a really nice season, and he had missed the beginning of the series. Yeah. So getting him back helps with their depth. He's not. He'll never be confused as a fast skater, but he's very cerebral and has good hands. And if everybody else is fast, you you can strategically place uh, guys with his skill set in there and it's fine it's one of those things where yeah being a fast skater is really important but the ability to move the puck quickly is just as important because the puck moves faster than the player no matter how big a skater you are so you know you look at Kunitz Kunitz was never the fastest skater but he helped you know move the puck quickly Crosby's line was never considered slow Kunitz was never considered the slow cog of that of that line. So get him out there. And he was almost a point per game because he missed a few. So get him back in the lineup against a San Jose Sharks team that's going to have, well, I hope they have Thornton back. I'm hoping this is a fun series to watch. Can't be worse than the oh, first two yeah. in the division. Yeah, so... Not great. What what does what does LA do? Yeah, the the L... uh, I don't like their team, and I haven't for a while. They have been that for a while. And 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 if I'm Drew Doughty, why am I staying around? Kopitar is going to be 31 before the year starts. Gee, I didn't realize he was that old. I mean, if I'm Dowdy, I'm fine if they trade me. You know what? If I was, 
If I was Dowdy um, and Tavares, because Jersey have cap space, right? Yeah. Are they? It's one of those things where you go, those two players could totally change a franchise. They take a little bit less so they can fit under the cap and create a super team. They ought to do the old Timo yeah, Korea move, even though that didn't the, work. The idea is solid. I would play one year, make some money. Yeah. Like Tavares should sign in Toronto for one year and 10 mil. Yeah, you're not going to hear me argue that. It's great for both sides, to be honest. Toronto still has one more year of Matthews ELC. They can spend that money on a Tavares type, but not past that year. That's the big thing about it. Tavares doesn't lose his long-term earning power. At least I don't believe he would. The only thing in this sport is the fear of injury that stops players from doing that. I think he's injury-proof as far as I, somebody will pay him. Yeah, that's yeah. I suppose you're right in that, in that context. But that would be the only thing I could see being the, the fear for doing something like that. But yeah, Dowdy, Dowdy should go, absolutely. Dustin Brown's not going to have a year like that. Well, that's that another renaissance that was totally unexpected, wasn't it? Well, well, Eric Stahl played well last year. Dustin Brown's been a dumpster <laughs> fire for a few, for yeah. you know, obvious reasons, and then his his play, his shooting percentage hasn't been double digits since I don't know before they won their first cup, maybe even. And it was 12.6 this year. So let's just say I'm a little skeptical of him bouncing back. Uh, Jeff Carter, who's I I underrated for much of his career, is 33. So Tyler Toffoli's a really nice player. He's not a game breaker. He he's kind of it for them. Yeah, Daddy has no reason to stay, so that to take assets for him. Kind of yeah. cut their losses and uh, commit to uh, you know hire someone to start tracking. Junior and college games, get some advanced metrics, start uh, pouring capital into the, the draft process, and uh, build, build back up It's one of those things way. where, just with the way you you put that, there are there does come a point in time, I think, where you do have to change where you throw your money into in regards to your scouting. Like, if you're a team that's, you know, bottomed out and obviously is going to start looking at, at refreshing the, the assets that you have, into players throwing money into scouting into analyzing with numbers um junior hockey and overseas hockey and um college hockey is perfect but then when you get to the point where you've you've filled your cupboard full of of players and you're 
you're developing them in your system, you need to put money then into, you know, skills coaches and training programs and, and all those sorts of things because you've got them in your system. I think it's a good point on your behalf. That's where the money should go in LA. And and I'd be tracking zone entries and stuff and and the guys that can't do that clean exits, clean entries at that level, uh, I would totally just disregard even if uh, some of the point totals were uh, good. I mean, I wouldn't totally dismiss it, but if I had this guy that was just kind of cleaning up garbage all the time but couldn't really create time and space for himself, let alone others. Like I, I wouldn't want to invest in that. I, I want to search for the guys that maybe had a low shooting percentage, but are doing all these other things and you can kind of get value on it. But all that information is not, well, we're certainly not privy to it, but I'd be pretty shocked if all teams were tracking zone entries in the CHL. Yeah. A bit like you said, you need to, put the resources there and then later on have those resources go to tracking other events later on in the in the progression of your team as you evolve into a, a different part of your timeline yeah i think so do you do you want to pump up vegas <clears throat> no anymore? i'm just happy Cause... to see fleury play well and i hope he plays well the next one i am still rooting for an emotional pittsburgh vegas final And until yeah, it's not until uh, it's out, shit. I'm gonna keep wishing for it. <laughs> I don't even know what I would do with that as far as writing. <laughs> I'm not mentally. <laughs> don't think about it till it gets there. Me on the other hand can keep can keep thinking about it. Go sh- yeah, go <laughs> sharks. <laughs> well, it's it's one of those things for me that there's always the fear that he's going to let one in that costs the series. And when you win four zip, I don't have to worry about that because I just like that reputation of his to go. I, I'm, I'm good with them going all the way. I got myself uh, access to a season ticket. Uh, so I could I could easily attend yeah. the, well, the final. Maybe you should. Because it's it. he's not he's had those two and a half sort of playoff runs where he was trash and he's been okay around that. And that, I think, to me, is is the polarizing thing about Fleury, is that when he was terrible, was right in the middle of the two best players' prime and destroyed some very good teams. And um, I think that's where... I think that's... Uh, yeah. yeah, and I think that's where he gets crucified. Um, but the comment you made about the Hall of Fame thing, his numbers are probably going to stack up all right with the, in regards to the way that is judged. And it will be interesting to see what happens at that point. Man, he's middle of the road and his yes, beard. Yes, that's. I'm not arguing that. I'm. I'm just saying. It's. There's no argument. You find me a flurry Hall of Fame argument with a pro flurry person that mentions save oh, you don't, percentage. Ever. It, it's not ever going to happen. Not once. I think it should, wins, 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 wins. Well, look, he had the best goal support of the cap. Oh, absolutely. 
And he hardly really... He, and that's not to say he didn't have great moments. Well, he certainly had great moments. That, that Litzman <laughs> save is still amazing. I love it. I love that save. It, that was... Well, he had, but the thing is, though, he had a, a fantastic uh, playoff run the year before. Every other playoff run after that has been either okay or it hasn't been for a full playoff run. Like, he got the Penguins out of the first two rounds last year, but then the club didn't trust him enough to keep running with him. Oh, I have uh, I have no problem giving No, I know, but if you try to compare him to... Washington series, yeah, he... but if you try to compare great. him... They should have lost. They should have lost, and he's why they didn't. If you try to compare him to Hall of Famers, I don't think he fits in, unless you run the wins, wins, wins. And if he wins a cup in Vegas, it just strengthens it again. He has a 9-12 yeah, save percentage. I'm well aware of where he sits. But it's the, it's the Chris Osgood argument. I don't think Os- yeah, well, I don't think he should in, be in so. there, but Detroit fans keep pushing for him. Well, he's not, but... Roberto Luongo should be in. And that has nothing to do with If he doesn't get in, doesn't get in straight away. Even though he has them. I, I wouldn't even bring up wins. I would just... Look at his save percentage. Look at his high danger save percentage throughout the years. Look at his durability. Look at it relative to everybody else in his uh, era. Correct. So I, I think those yeah. the the relative thing to your peers at the time. I think that really shows where you're at in regards to whether you're a Hall of Famer or not. And. Everything that we've just said about Fleury now is about his play and his eyes. If you looked at it purely in regards to who he was as a person and all that sort of stuff, then, you know, that has absolutely no relevance to do with any of this. He's, well, well it, it has to do with the yes argument, but the point we're trying to make is that you can't weigh that as much into what he actually does on the ice. There aren't a ton of goalies in as it is. Which, which makes the argument for him even harder. And for me, Hon, Henrik Lundqvist, Luongo. Uh, who else is stringing? Well, Carey Price doesn't make it at the moment. But this is sort of no, my point. You go, you look at what, you look at the way Carey Price is viewed, and then you look at the fact that people are sort of trying to hint that Fleury makes it. Although I'll say this. Um, it's the Hockey Hall of Fame, and he has a gold so medal, Fleury. so maybe. No, but he does. Not really, though. That's kind of my point. He ticks so I'm many kidding. effing boxes. Yeah, but Price was, yeah, was the start. He ticks so many boxes. Correct. Well, so was Luongo, actually. Luongo was the start of the year. He was the third string. So I just get... I You get there and Correct. you go... Yep. There's so many boxes that he ticks for the people that vote to get him in. Oh, well. That's the problem. You know. And I love the guy, but I don't think he should be in. I mean, unless something changes in the next couple of years that drags his safe percentage up, then... You want to you want to do the number yeah, retirement thing? Fine. Because that, that will definitely happen. Going to be a lot of more numbers up there pretty soon. Yeah, uh, 68, 87, 29. 71, 29. 
I don't know if 58 gets up there, but he's, he's he should be. He's their best defenseman they've ever had. Yeah, that includes Paul Coffey. And, and uh, I don't know. I mean, Larry Murphy, no. Gontra was great. It just isn't quite enough, is it? player. Um, no, I'm just talking best defenseman. Paul Coffey is the best player at that position, but really short stint. Yeah. Latang's like a decade long of being really good. And still going. So Yeah, that's we're we're burning yeah, through all that. Material. All right, let's probably wrap this one up, eh? Yeah. Um third one of the week. Yeah, that's crazy. So uh I we were talking the other day, and uh, we might, because our schedules, that we've, as we said before, can be difficult. We might uh, might branch off and do like those solo ones that Cam did with Matt Geica this week, uh, whether it's Cam or myself. Uh, maybe we can't get together on something, but maybe we can pull in some outside guests uh, if Pittsburgh makes its way through uh this series depending who they play maybe get some people uh with some expertise uh about those teams so uh look i think for that, that's a good point guess, yeah right um at hockey underscore hertz at gunner stall at walshy 66 66 um facebook we're on there and patreon.com slash hockey hurts itunes uh give a rating that would be great and that's about yeah, it yeah you've ticked them off quite nicely catch you next time guys okay all righty we'll see you later